Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Luann sent me a troubling story out of uh, Cleveland. How to catch a rapist. Study finds that Cleveland and Cuyahoga authorities failed to collect DNA from nearly 15,000 suspects over seven years. From Cleveland.com, John Tucker wrote the story. In early 2012, a 14-year-old girl was raped by a stranger in Cleveland Heights. A rape kit captured the man's DNA, but no match was found in the various index systems that are out there, the clearinghouses for DNA data that helps law enforcement identify suspects and match them with old and new crimes. Three years after that unresolved and unsolved case, a man pleaded guilty to felony theft in Cuyahoga County. Now, under Ohio law, authorities were supposed to swab him for his DNA and put it in the system. Kind of like when they fingerprint you or mugshot you. The DNA is just the modern thing they've added to that. That never happened, and the man was then put on probation. By 2017, a Cleveland research team had aspired to locate Cuyahoga County suspects who eluded mandatory DNA collection following recent felony arrests. The team found that that man who is still on probation, and they got a swab from him, his DNA matched the profile from the 14-year-old's rape kit from all those years earlier. So in 2019, seven years after the crime, he pleaded guilty and uh, was sentenced to eight years in prison for the crime from 2012. But that man was one of nearly 15,000 suspects and offenders in the county who, in a seven-year span, should have been swabbed for DNA, but were not. And that's a higher-than-anticipated glut of missed opportunities to solve cold cases, including very, very serious crimes. It's according to Cleveland State University study published last month in the Journal of Forensic Sciences. And so the story broke in a journal. The study was launched in 2016 in partnership with the Cuyahoga County Prosecutor's Office. It analyzed arrest and conviction data captured from 2010 through 2016. It marks the first major effort to identify people outside the prison system who lawfully owed their DNA, according to the Bureau of Justice Assistance, which is the arm of the U.S. Department of Justice that assists state and local law enforcement, which funded the project through two grants. This was a much larger issue than we initially thought it would be, said the author. It was a wide-scale problem. The lapses, largely the responsibility of the Cleveland Division of Police, were the subject of a 2017 plain dealer investigation which cited thousands, they said thousands of cases. The full scope, however, was unknown at the time, posing a question the Cleveland State study now helps to answer. The prosecutor's office, which won Justice Department grants to fund the first-of-its-kind project, has used its findings to reinvestigate old crimes, leading to convictions like that man's that we talked about. In the past decade, the office has become a national leader in identifying and prosecuting cold cases, leaning on uh, various research that they've had done. The work has highlighted the crime-solving capabilities of these systems when they're used properly. So in the five-year period ending this past June, The researchers, in tandem with prosecutors, located 3,000 of the individuals who should have been swabbed but were not, and who either remained in the justice system or who had re-entered it for something else, 
Prosecutors arranged for them to submit DNA samples by referring them to swabbing authorities. That work resulted in 116 hits in the system saying, hey, this DNA is tied to another crime over here. Many of those were, quote-unquote, cold cases. 27 indictments and 13 additional pending investigations happened. And in several cases, the statute of limitations barred prosecutors from seeking indictments. And that is the real problem. And this story is four pages long, and I'm not going to go through all four pages of it because that's the general problem here, is that the law says that if somebody comes into the system, they've been arrested, they're on trial, whatever it might be, they come into the system and they get fingerprinted, they get mugshotted, they're supposed to have the swab taken for their DNA. For some odd reason, it didn't happen with almost 15,000 people who passed through the system. So that when a crime gets committed later by somebody who was not swabbed and they put the new DNA into the system, it comes back no matches. And there should have been a match. And so the real problem is why wasn't this being done? And I suspect they're going to say it's a variety of things, the least, not the least of which can be there to say, well, we didn't have the money to do it. And it involves a lot of work that we haven't got time to do. And so if those are the situations, then they need to figure out how to solve that problem. They obviously got a grant to find out what the problem was. Hopefully, maybe they can get a grant to fix the problem. But it reminds me of the story out of Detroit, Michigan, because Detroit for years was collecting data and DNA from rape victims. And those rape kits were being done and then sent to a warehouse. And they would sit in a warehouse. And somebody noticed there's a warehouse filled with these kits. And they said, well, yeah, we've got the you know manpower to make the kits, put them together, and, and, and gather this information. We haven't got the, uh, the resources to process the kits. And there were literally, you know, thousands of unprocessed rape kits. And once it got publicized, I, I seem to recall national news organizations covering this. Once it got publicized, somebody found the money to start processing these kits. And once they started processing them, guess what? They started going, oh, oh, well, this... This DNA in this kit matches the DNA from this crime over here, and we've already, we've, we know who this guy is. And they started solving these crimes, and the stuff was just sitting in a warehouse someplace. And so it's really, really sad when all of the stuff is there to make an arrest on a serious crime, and it doesn't happen due to a shortage of anything, whether it's manpower, money, or just the willpower to do it. It, it can be all those things, any of those things, any combination thereof. That's, that's unfortunate, but the other part of this is, at the statute of limitations they mentioned, some of these crimes must be prosecuted within a certain window of time following the crime. And if that window expires, you cannot prosecute the person for that crime. So if there's 15,000 suspects out there who were not swabbed, and there are crimes out there that are unsolved, but they've got DNA from the crime, they just don't have anybody to match it with, if one of those unswabbed people did it, it's obviously a horribly lost opportunity. So, you know, we hate to see this happen. And so I'm, I'm glad that they've publicized this, and I hope it gets more publicity. But I suspect that Cuyahoga County is not the only place on earth this is happening. Like I said, a very similar thing happened in Detroit. There was unprocessed kits. Here, it's people not being swabbed when they should be. And 
I don't know how much more that adds to the booking process to swab somebody for DNA. doesn't seem like it'd be a lot, but then again, I've never done it. So maybe someone who's in the industry can come back and say, well, Steve, here's the problem. And there might be some problem that I'm not seeing. So there you go. But this is a story out of Cleveland and Cuyahoga County. And I've got to ask for the people in the Cleveland area, uh, am I mispronouncing Cuyahoga? Uh, <laughs> I'm asking because I've heard people say Cuyahoga, which I'm pretty certain is not the most commonly accepted pronunciation. And I've always thought it's Cuyahoga. And I've also had people say that it's, it's kind of shortened, more like Cuyahoga. And I'm not sure if that's correct either. The question is, is it Kaya Hoga or if not, what is it? So I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. I actually did go look it up and I found pronouncers that said that the most accepted was Kaya Hoga. So I think I'm right on that, but I could be wrong. So Luann, thanks for sending it to me from cleveland.com. It's a great article. If you're interested in more about this, look it up. Cleveland.com, you can find the How to Catch a Rapist. Study finds Cleveland Cuyahoga authorities failed to collect DNA from nearly 15,000 suspects over seven years. And I read that too quickly. It's Cleveland, comma, Cuyahoga authorities. Cleveland.com, John Tucker and Luann Sennett. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Expect the best, plan for the worst, and prepare to be surprised.